Hello everybody, um, good to see you this morning. As you can see, I'm, look, if you just have a look over there, you can see I'm actually recording um, <clears throat> at night. It's in the evening. Um, it's been a busy old week. Um, so I hope the reflections of glasses and all the rest of it, I hope the light is good enough and the quality is okay. Um, it's my turn to preach. Thank you, Chris, for uh, leading us um, through in worship. And thank you, Martin and Eliza, um, for what you've brought here as well. And uh, guys, I'd, I don't want to say thank you. We, we've had a, a conference on this week. Um, I would normally have been in Fulham along with a number of the leadership here but uh, we've been online and uh, we've been hosting part of that and working with our friends in Christchurch in Fulham and with Jason and his guys down at Chilton Church and it's just been it's been a great time and I want to say a huge thank you to my team guys you've got a, a fabulous lead, leadership here I don't mean me I mean the rest of the team Chris is working tirelessly and uh Johnny and Alice have had a week off this week, uh, but we've got so many people we can uh, just draw on to help and do things. And uh, yeah, it, it's great. They're so supportive. They're, they're men and women of vision, and they really, really are going the extra mile during this weird time. Do pray for us. <clears throat> Somebody said to me the other day, oh, why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And this should be done. And I just looked at them and I said, well, I'm really sorry if Chris or I do any more. We're probably going to go pop. Uh, but don't don't panic. We're not we're not moaning. We're not complaining. We we thoroughly enjoy everything that we're doing. But uh, we are pushing it in terms of um, quantity of, of of activity. We've been really busy, which is strange in this weird time because we're planning to do things and getting the plans in place. And these things might not happen. It's all around Christmas and that sort of stuff. But if we don't plan, we won't be ready. And if we're not ready, it won't happen anyway. And if we can meet together in church or down at Restore Hope, we want to do that straight away. So please pray for us. Pray for wisdom. Pray the, for energy. Did you hear that? I just prayed that, asked that you'd pray that Chris Clare would have more energy. Um, I think that's. I think I've scared myself there. But um, do pray. Just please do pray for us, primarily for wisdom, and that we will just uh, get the right things done in the right places. Anyway, on with the sermon. I'm going to be preaching. The title I give myself is Caiaphas, which of course enables me to preach on anything in the passage because the passage is primarily about Caiaphas. We're going. To, I've got two questions for you, basically, or two two statements I want to make and see how we react. Oh, one other thing I nearly nearly forgot. Look, guys, these have arrived. That you can't see what that is. Look. So look, there's the masks, they've arrived, and the youth ones have arrived as well. So guys, if you... I'll try not to touch that anymore. Guys, if you go, and I'll leave those with Ruth um, and Alice. And if you want them, um, can, can you contact the office? Those of you that have ordered, if you haven't ordered, there's none for you. But we can order some more if you want. So there we go. Let me read John chapter 11. Beginning in verse 45, I'm reading off my um, phone, um, the, my Bible app on my phone, which is why the reflection in my glasses is even brighter at the moment. So here we go. <clears throat> Therefore, many of the Jews who'd come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. And the Pharisees, the, sorry, the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing, they asked. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away our temple and our nation. 
Then one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it's better for what is do you not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish? He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to make them together, sorry, to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region in the the wilderness, to a village called Ephraim where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him interesting passage now my first point actually is on on one word well one the very first thing there Uh, and i want to ask you this question it says here therefore many of the jews who'd come to visit mary had seen what jesus did and believed in him therefore they believed in him what provoked you to belief what provoked you what provokes faith in you? I don't mean faith for things. I mean, what made you come to faith? What made you come to the place where you believe in Jesus? Now, some of you, I can't number myself among this, this this group, but some of you may well have been brought up in the church, going to church from a small child. And the provocation to faith, the thing that brought you to faith, was uh, being saturated in that and somebody telling you about Jesus and somebody encouraging you to to have faith and that's great but guys i want to say if you were brought up in the faith you can't have faith because your mum and dad had faith you can't have faith because we apparently are in a christian country you can't have faith because your brother's got faith or you need faith for yourself you need to come to that point of saying yes to jesus for yourself you need to come to that point and say yes for to jesus for yourself uh, what provokes faith for me um i i didn't believe i didn't grow up in the church i wasn't anywhere near the church but um my grandfather became a christian i'll be honest when i found out i thought he was bit, i was cynical at the time i thought he was scared scared of dying because he had cancer uh liver cancer at the time so the prognosis wasn't good back in 1984 my second year of university well, he got cancer in, in 83 when I first started at university my second year at university uh, and I thought a daft old man what's he become a Christian for that's crazy he just needs a crutch but I saw therefore they saw what Jesus had done and believed I saw him change I saw my grandfather going from he was lovely to us grandchildren but you know he could be a bit of a miserable old cantankerous old what's it um, and suddenly he was lovely he was actually looking after people and doing things for them Uh, even when he was really poorly and couldn't do much for himself he got to the point where he could actually um he he was putting himself out to go and help other people and i said what's what's this about and i was able to go and chat um with his vicar um or uh, father tim um who was in aylesbury um for a long time apparently after he left us in witten and um tim showed me jesus 
Not only did I see my grandfather change, but Tim showed me the truth. Um, and that's another way. I saw a change in somebody, so I came to faith. Maybe that's true for some of you. And for other people, they... Well, I don't think an argument often does it. What the people in the passage actually it says because they'd seen what Jesus had done now what had he done if you go back he just raised Lazarus from the dead yep verse 44 the dead man came out his hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen and the cloth around his face Jesus said take off the grave clothes and let him go and so they just seen Jesus raise the dead and they believed really there's a surprise do you know what I think if everybody saw a miracle like that they'd all come to faith wouldn't they like that wouldn't they just like that wouldn't it happen just like that sorry I did it three times so I got louder when I was clicking and but actually what happens next in this passage but some of them went to Pharisee and told on Jesus never guess what Jesus has done he's raised somebody from the dead and the Pharisees don't go wow is this guy Messiah then? Is this who we've been waiting for? Well, the Pharisees call a meeting. Very religious. This is the religious spirit around. And then what they say is a manifestation of the political spirit. What they say is, what are we What are we accomplishing? This man's performing signs. We let him get on with this. The Romans will come. Fear of control. Fear of po politics. And they'll take away our temple. Our home. Our place that gives us identity. And they'll take away our nation those over whom we have power and authority so there's there's a whole self-focused self-interested political spirit going on here um you can see it happening the church the church in america at the moment seems to be very infected with the political spirit and a church in england can often be like that i've got very good friends who don't think you can be a christian and vote conservative i've got other really good friends who think if you're a Christian, you would only vote conservative. And um, actually, do you know what? It's, it, I think party politics is another thing. The gospel is really political, and it changes, should be changing people's lives. But, 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 uh, we should never line up with the political party and say it's the only way. Jesus is the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Now, it doesn't mean, I'm not saying, because I know that we've got people in our congregation who are members of the Conservative Party, we've got people who are active members of the Green Party, uh, and other people who think the Green Party is too new age to be any good at all. Uh, we've got people in our congregation who are active members of the Liberal Party, and I know people, um, Christian friends of mine, who are active members of the Labour Party, and theologically, we're probably all in very same place. We're evangelicals, we believe in the power of the Spirit, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit, but our politics takes us to different parties but what matters is the kingdom not the earthly kingdom not whether Boris is in charge or Keir Starmer's in charge not whether Joe Biden's in charge or whether Trump is in charge yeah I did say that whether Trump is in charge it, in what loads of levels it doesn't matter so to hear Christians going well Biden's horrible Trump should be Christian uh, should be the president no it, it doesn't what matters is the kingdom what matters is and and the christian gospel is, is eminently political but once that political thing becomes party political in us there's a political spirit infecting us as church so i've asked you a question what provokes your faith great but some will respond by being offended 
deeply, deeply offended, as these people were. They go and tell the authorities, and the authorities react in this really, really weird way. First question, then. That's the first question done. How, how do we... What provokes our faith? And be aware, as Christians, then, of, of responding the wrong way to what Jesus is doing, taking offence and looking to religion rather than looking to the life that Jesus brings. Now, only the religious would be offended that it, it's messy that Lazarus was raised from the dead. Um, the church does get messy, guys, when God turns up. If you want an ordered church, you go to a dead one because the dead one doesn't change, it doesn't move, and therefore there's no problems and no challenge. And then we get this weird bit in the middle because we get prophetic utterance. Caiaphas said, you know nothing at all. You do not realise it's better for you that one man die for the people than the, whole, than the whole nation should perish. And then as high priest, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. True. He also prophesied that not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, everybody else, to bring them together and make them one. That's a word of prophecy that is absolutely true. Did Jesus die for the Jewish nation? Yes. He is, the, he is Messiah. He's the one that is expected to come and to release them and free the Jewish people into that new place. But he is also the one that brings the other children of God in and brings unity. In Christ Jesus there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free. I've probably got the order wrong to what's actually in the scripture, but you, you understand what I'm saying. So um, Caiaphas here actually is speaking a genuine word of prophecy. He's got genuine revelation he's understood it's better for one man to die for the people than the whole nation perish come to jesus otherwise everyone will perish that that's the gospel isn't it and he says that jesus would die for the jewish nation yes correct and not only for the nation but for the scattered children of god to bring them together and make them one yes correct and this is what happens and this this is what how we handle the prophetic really really matters this is my second point today how we handle the prophetic really matters we come to faith how we come to faith it doesn't matter we have a different story different things provoke faith but the power and seeing god at work should provoke faith though it can provoke this religious spirit up second thing is when we have a prophetic release we've got to interpret it properly We've got to understand what God is actually saying. That's why some will interpret, because they're given the gift of interpretation. Not all. All can hear God's voice, but not everyone can interpret exactly what God's saying. Uh, many, many times somebody has come to me after a prayer appointment or with a prophetic word going, I don't get this. The conference we've just been on, there's a couple of words that were given that people went, I don't get it, I don't understand. And I've just sort of, you know, that old image of I picked the, picked the cup up and turned it round and, you know, you can see the other side of it and you see the picture on it and you, got, you get it. And they went, wow, oh no, no, that makes complete sense. If you understand it like that, it makes complete sense. That interpretation, that gift of interpretation, isn't, and not everybody has that. Um, that's why we, we test everything that's prophetic. Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin, the, the, the scribes and the chief priests and the, and the Pharisees, what do they do when they hear that, it's, that Jesus will die for the nation and will bring the scattered children of God into one? They, from that day on, verse 53, they plotted to take his life. I beg your pardon? What? what? Now, I know he's going to die, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to make it happen. They plotted to take his life. So Jesus, Jesus isn't stupid. Jesus isn't stupid. He he 
goes to Ephraim. He, he withdraws to the desert, to a region in the wilderness. And when it comes to the Passover, everybody's expecting Jesus to be there because he's, he's been there before. But the, the, the cry has gone out. If anybody knows where Jesus is, let's find him. Then we can kill him, arrest him, sort him. So he stays away. He's discerning and wise and doesn't, because it's not his time yet. The timing of God for Jesus to die is the timing of God, not the timing of Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin and all the people. So this understanding, you know, we've got scripture here, sorry, we've got a prophetic word here and it needs to be interpreted properly. The time that it's coming to pass, that it's coming to be, and also how do we respond. An accurate word, this word from Caiaphas was completely accurate, theologically, factually. Paul would actually teach this later, that God had brought together Jew and Gentile, the scattered people, he brought them together, and he died for the Jewish nation first. Paul would teach this, and Caiaphas has prophesied it, and you would expect them to get it right. There's an accurate um, word of revelation, but what they've got is a wrong interpretation of it. They've misunderstood what it actually means, and therefore... A wrong interpretation leads to wrong actions. They cru they go to crucify Jesus. Now we know that was God's, you know that is how God wants he, Jesus has been sent to be a sacrifice for us, but their response to the prophetic word is just weird because they've asked the wrong questions, they've interpreted it the wrong way, and therefore their actions are wrong. Guys, while different ways of coming to faith is fine what we need to do is take the revelation how we handle it matters revelation can come in lots of different ways and from lots of different voices but we need to grab hold of it and we need to interpret it and it's not because i'm wise that i can interpret it not because i'm learned that i can interpret it but we do need to know the scriptures so we interpret everything we get by revelation in the light of the scriptures that's the first thing but secondly if we lack wisdom, we're to ask for it. Actually, who interprets the, the prophetic word? Well, hang on. Who gives the prophetic word, the image, the, the, the words that come? The Holy Spirit, absolutely. Who interprets the prophetic word? Uh, the Holy Spirit, absolutely. Um, who then applies the prophetic word? The Holy Spirit. It's not for me to go, well, I know what that means, I'm going to do this. No, Lord thank you for showing me that what does it mean help me interpret it now how do i apply it how do i get on with it how do i do it and that's where the key is so any prophetic word that comes comes from the father he speaks to us by his spirit because he wants us to hear what he's doing caiaphas gets a genuine word any revelation that we get is to be interpreted and applied under the influence and the authority and the direction of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's going to glorify Jesus. It's what Jesus does, what he sees the Father doing, by the power of the Spirit. It's what Jesus does that brings us to faith. Therefore, when we get prophetic words, we interpret and apply it by faith, under the power of the Spirit, in order to glorify Jesus. Not to glorify me or St. Leonard's, but to glorify Jesus and him alone. Because as we glorify Jesus, we are then witnesses and the, the powerful witnesses to the reality of Jesus. The one who died for us, broke his body, the broken bread, spilt his blood, the poured out blood of Jesus. That's the good news. Believe, Jesus said in John's Gospel, 
believe my words and if you don't, can't believe my words believe on the works on the miracles that I've done and I am doing the guys in this passage believe because they've seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead Caiaphas and the Pharisees get a prophetic word a deep prophetic word about what's coming and they miss it and they miss the point and they react wrongly guys as we get prophetic words it's not the same as scripture it's under the authority and under the it's got to come under scripture and is tested by scripture but we need to interpret and apply it under the power of the spirit because all that we do needs to glorify jesus and him alone guys let's celebrate let's celebrate what has provoked us to faith let's give thanks for those who witness to us let's give thanks for what we've seen that jesus has done let's give thanks for all that he's done in our lives that we can celebrate celebrate and celebrate everything that he's done that we might continue to walk in faith and as we listen to the voice of the father let's interpret well test well apply well under the guidance of spirit so that jesus is glorified Amen.